Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. Another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined with the kid from Kansas City himself, wearing socks today. Potentially. I don't know. I can't see. Well, the thing's wearing shoes. Actually, there's no socks under my hugs. But I do have shoes on today. You just a no sock guy, Mark Gunnels? Is that the way it uh, works? No, I wear socks. It's just, I don't know, when I'm in a certain environments, you know. Oh, in podcasts, you just got to wiggle those toes, huh? <laughs> I guess so. Is that man. what it is? I guess so. Is that what it is? Yeah. You know, I only know one person in the world who doesn't wear socks like every single day, Shannon Sharp. Really? Yep. Fun fact. I made fun of him one day for it, and then he sent me a picture of The Rock not wearing socks, and he said, make fun of him. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Will not. <laughs> One thing those got in comp those guys have in common, they're they're in great shape. Yeah, big gym guys. Which yeah. again, you would think, I mean, Spaghetti just walked in here from the gym. Two crew socks right there. I'm sure that most of the other people in the Bay Club were wearing socks. No? I imagine so. <laughs> it's just I don't know. He, he he confirmed. <laughs> it's just an interesting conversation. It's just a wild, wild sight to see. The world's in a weird place. I'll be wearing socks tomorrow on Venice Beach. I'll also be wearing a white man can't jump outfit as me and Sal go and play two on two. And I'm just praying. I'm just praying that whoever we play just, just makes all their shots. Like, just please get this out of the way or early. You know, like we don't need, I don't need to be playing like Jason Tatum in the first quarter <laughs> where he's just doink, 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 doink. Cause I'm convinced that the longer this game goes on, the higher my propensity to get hurt. <laughs> so if we can just get somebody that comes out, we want to play the 21, we're playing twos and threes. Yo, make it take it. You hit seven threes, please. Let's go home. So it's two on two. Do people play two on two at Venice Beach? Like, is that a thing? Oh, well, that's that was kind of what my thought was. But Sal said he wanted to try to get the two on two look. So I guess I guess it'd probably be difficult to get, to get ten people. Yeah. To uh, be on camera as as uh, you yeah. met, as you remember with the Cinderella thing, it's a little difficult sometimes. Yeah. People don't want to necessarily hop on the screen. But uh, so I'm assuming it's gonna be half court. You're not gonna play full court two on two, right? Listen. I'm going to play free throw line and baseline. <laughs> okay. You want to throw a half court? Can we talk about quarter court? When's the last time you played basketball? Oh, God. 2018, 2019. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't hoop anymore, man. I thought you were in the gym like a couple year or so ago. No, nah, like, I'm going like work out, but like basket, like, uh, you know what? The last time I shot a basketball was when we first had that office over there near the Bay Club. And I, we, that was the last time I shot. So when was that? 2019? 2020? Yeah. Wow. That was it. Wow. It was, it's been that long. And I was out there for maybe like 15 minutes. Like, I had a jumper back in the day. Now, God only knows. And you're going to have to carry. Because I'm sure Sal's not, not hooping at all. Are you hearing this, Sal? You're going to have to carry. You're hearing this, Sal? It's going to be a carry job. <laughs> Sal said, you're James Harden. You're washed up. <laughs> Yeah, your MVP days are behind you. <laughs> well, yeah. one MVP, his days don't seem behind him. How about Joel Embiid last night in those Sixers Boy. taking a 3-2 lead in Boston? Boy, let me tell you something. Boston is in trouble, and they've been in trouble. They've been in trouble. I said last week, I was like, yo, my bad, Atlanta. 
I, I wasn't familiar with your game. <laughs> and to be honest, it really should be my bad Boston. Y'all aren't familiar with your own game. Because, you know, I thought about this like five minutes before we started with the Celtics. Everybody's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with Boston? How could they be playing so poorly? Why is this the case? It's like, well, a few years back, what is that, 2017, 2018, Jason Tatum, fresh out Jason Tatum, barely got any tattoos. He's barely 19 years old. Yeah. Deuce is is, uh, in the second trimester. He ain't had a kid yet, (laughs) right? Jason Tatum dunks on LeBron. Yeah. That team tops out right there in the whole Kyrie thing, and that team tops out Eastern Conference Finals. They needed, like, how do they get over the hump? They fire the, I don't know, they fire the coach, but the, the coach moves on. Brad Stevens. Well, to be fair, they went to the, oh, you're going through the timeline. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Ahead, so they, ahead, they, they, they moved Brad Stevens up to the front office. Insert Ime Udoka. From all I could tell, Ime Udoka's strategy, and I'm not talking about from watching on the court. I'm talking about from reading the interviews and reading just the profiles that came out. His strategy was like, hey, you bleep, 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 bleeps, get back and play defense. Yeah. Like that was the, that seemed to be like the message. Yeah. And they went to the finals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They went to the finals. And rookie head coach went to the finals. You know, he's, he made, obviously, uh, from Popovich and so on. All, all of this, like, coaching pedigree and all of that. Yeah. Well, what happens, happens. He's gone. And now as a new head coach. And I don't know if you've seen Joe Mazzulla's press conferences. I've seen a few. He looks like he's reading the eulogy at a funeral. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he looks like he's talking about somebody, like, you know, he's a very great man, and I, I'm going to really miss him. It's like, yeah. bro, like, you just won. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> and, and, and the idea, like, he seems to be this, like, kind of testy, standoffish kind of guy. And part of me wonders if Ime Udoka would have just told Jalen Brown, go get the damn ball in the fourth quarter. Instead of talking about I need to, you know, move around more and be open. Like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I get it. It's like capital J, capital T, and then lowercase J, lowercase B, right? <laughs> and it seems like that that fissure is happening more and more and more and more. And I'm just thinking back to like how coaches' jobs in the NBA are really more to manage talent than they are to like draw up plays. Yeah, and then for me, we look at Emmanuel Doka, and I think you alluded to it as well. He looks very stoic. Like, he has a certain aura about him. He, he demands respect, I right, feel he like. He gives the impression that if you said the wrong thing to him, he would whoop your ass. Yeah, he's like a, he gives me like a father figure type vibe. And it's not, like a, it's not like a threat, you know what I'm saying? It's not like an overarching threat. It's just like a, a way that he kind of moves around. It's like, man, I, don't, I really don't want to upset this guy. Yeah. Like, even if he doesn't say anything, you can just tell by the way he looks at you. Like, he's disappointed in you. And you don't want to have, you don't want that feeling, like I said, like a father figure. Right. And I don't think they really respect Joe Mizula. I don't. I don't see it there. And their defense fell off dramatically this year. Remember last year they were talking about this is a historical defense for this generation of basketball. Right, defensive player of the year didn't even make second team all defense this year. Marcus Smart. Yeah. So I mean, and the roster is not much different. And arguably, you could say they got better from a roster standpoint because you got Malcolm Brogdon who people were saying now they got a playmaker a point guard off the bench that can you know take some pressure off of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown handling the ball so theoretically it really makes no sense besides 
the coaching difference of why they have regressed. Brogdon took the, uh, some pressure off of t- uh, Brown having the ball all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, going to this series, though, I, I get the impression you think it's over. I, I don't think it's over. I think Boston has more talent. I think Boston is the better team, the more experienced team. I do, But there's something that feels broken about them. They don't feel like they're cohesive. How is it that, like, Tatum's coming out having these terrible starts to games, and then at, then they're just playing catch-up afterwards. James Harden, for the last... James Harden's been in the NBA for 14 years. For the last 13 years, he has been a subpar playoff performer. <laughs> in year 14, he's had 80 points in two games. Now, let's not talk about the other two. But, you know, like, where is this happening at? Like this is the same. Like it, it's, it's it's wild to me to see how this is unfolding. And if it wasn't Doc Rivers on the other side, then I would have a different thought about it. Because you know, just Doc Rivers is the king of blowing stuff. Yeah, and here's the weird part about Boston. Now, since they're facing elimination, they're one of those teams where I think they play with their food a little bit too much. They're at home. It was two two. Everybody in the world thought they were going to win that game for the most part, I feel like, last night. Now the fact that their back's against the wall and that they they lose game six, obviously they're going home. I do think there will be this heightened desperation there to where it can maybe negate the Joe Mazzula factor to a certain extent. Because now it's like, okay, we have to do this because we have no other choice. So I asked me to pick basically – between the two, three, like the three teams that were going into game five, mm-hmm. which two did I trust the most? And I told him Philadelphia and, and Denver. Like I thought those two, I, I didn't, I didn't expect Boston to get ran. And I also thought the Lakers were going to win. I, so I don't, I'm not high on the Warriors to extend the series. So that was an easy one for me to avoid that. But uh, we hadn't really seen Joel Embiid go crazy. Like we really hadn't seen. Embiid come out and put a massive imprint on the game in the way that you would imagine the MVP would. And and look, bro, like when you're sitting with your hands on your knees and that allows somebody who to, to stand at their regular height and yell in your ear and you don't do nothing about it except for nod your head, I feel like you're taking it in. You know what I'm saying? When P.J. Tucker, all 6'4 of him, <laughs> came over there and yelled in Joel Embiid's ear, I feel like he was taking it in and it was kind of like getting it and was like, all right, very much the opposite of like what DeAndre Ayton is doing is people are yelling at him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. they're yelling at him, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, would you guys just stop? Like, stop. Whereas Embiid is like, no, you're right. I am acting like a bleep, bleep, bleep. Let me go ahead and get this right because Al Horford is punking me right now. Yeah. So. So, like, so like I'm thinking they had the series tied with all of that in play. Embiid didn't play a game. He's got the brace on his knee. He's limping around. You know, and so I'm thinking all all of this is in play. Yeah, I got the the A number one marquee star out of here. I'm looking at James Harden, you know, this flying him back and forth to Vegas every week just so he can hit the fountain of youth outside the Bellagio or whatever he's doing <laughs> and come back in here and drop 40 points a game. But uh, overwhelmingly to me, Boston plays more of a math game than anything. If they hit their threes, they win. If they don't, they lose. And that to me, just giving up the, the 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 ability to win or lose to math is something that I struggle with, and not because I struggled with math. 
Like, there's people <laughs> out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you go 0 for 7, go go shoot a layup. Al Horford. Bruh. I would never. I took his over on points, too. Oh. <laughs> it's like nine and a half. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You know how many points he had? Zero. As America. many as me and you. <laughs> That's a brutal. Yeah. That's so tough. And all his threes were open looks, too. Like, great looks. Couldn't buy one. Just so frustrating. They're not getting anything from Derek White. Where has he been? Man. I took him on a couple of player props throughout this series. Failed every time. So, I guess I'll ask you the same question Sal did. Game six. Who are you? Who, who are you banking on? Is it going to? Is it going to be a game seven on Mother's Day in Boston Garden? Uh, you know, I just feel like we're in a space right now in the league where guys are realizing, like, yo, I could go get the chip. Like, I think that's the game that we saw at Embiid in Game Five was the idea of like, yo, it's right there. If we beat this team, we just got to go and beat. Jimmy Butler or 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 Jalen freaking Bunsen, right? It's right there. Yeah. I got to think Philly comes with motivation and and comes in game six. I think they I could, I could see Philly in six. So this would be Jalen Brown's last game as a Celtic. <laughs> he's getting traded this offseason. Jalen Brown for Draymond Green. Who says no? Hopefully Boston. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, well, just think about it. Because I know Jalen Brown's a few years younger, right? <laughs> a few is, <laughs> yeah. Well, Jalen Brown's what, 26, 27? Yeah, Draymond's what, like 33? Draymond's 33. Draymond's yeah, my age. It's more than 32. a few. So he's, okay. But <laughs> if you just think about it in a vacuum, right? Boston needs toughness. Boston needs defense. Could use an ulterior playmaker, take the ball out of JT's hands some. And Golden State needs a wing. It's things to think about. Yeah, I think Boston can get more than that. You think so? Yeah. Draymond Green. I mean, I'm thinking big here, but. Get some stuff. Like what, what about a Damian Lillard package? You think that? Really? Why not? You, I, I just would imagine. You know what, though? I, 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 I've often said I'd be a terrible NBA GM because I'm like, I don't. I don't see what you guys are doing here. You guys made it four first round picks for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> like, hold on. You guys watch this? Watch the last couple of years? But yeah, so I but I do think it'll be we're looking at what's close probably to Jalen Brown's last game as a Celtic. I could see that being in play. Um for sure. Wow, what a sad ending that would be. That would be one of the, the what ifs in NBA history. Because they're both they're not even in they're not even in their prime yet, talking about JB and JT, and for them to break up this early, they made what three or four conference finals. Went to the finals last year. It would it would feel like it was an incomplete project that we would just never see completed. You know, I'll, I'm gonna drop this name. I'll pick it up after. But I told Chris Broussard at the time, <laughs> I don't think Boston needs Kyrie. They got Terry Rozier. He's just fine. Then when he got hurt, Kyrie did. So Boston will be just fine. They got Terry Rozier. He's a starting point guard in this league. And then they let Terry Rozier walk after they took him from the front seat to the trunk. That was, a, that was, that was one of his favorite quotes. Last year I was in the front seat. This year I'm in the trunk. And now Terry Rozier's on Charlotte, wasting away in oblivion. 
And I think he could have played winning basketball for that team. That reminds me of Dallas with Jalen Brunson. They were just fine. Yeah, they were just fine. They get Kyrie. They were just fine. <laughs> it all involves around Kyrie somehow. <laughs> Speaking of Kyrie, his ex-running mate, uh, Kevin Durant. The Kevin and Devin show slowed down a little bit in Denver. About time. It was inevitable, right? Like, they couldn't shoot. I don't couldn't know. keep it shooting 80% like, it, forever. It seemed like it was inevitable that these MFers wasn't going to miss. Especially Devin Booker. I'm, I'm so happy for him. I really am. I know. That's my guy. I remember we used to have an argument about him. I was like, Booker has <laughs> been a killer, bro. Remember, been I, that. remember I called him a coach killer? That's the that's killer I where caught I him. got that phrase from. That's the <laughs> key where I got him. Coach killer? He kills the league. What are you talking about? That's the key because I've always I said Devin Booker has been a killer, and that's where I got it from. You, back when Blake Griffin played for the Pistons, talking about <laughs> Devin Booker is a coach killer because they want to hire Igor Koskorov or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> hey, this guy's score. This, this guy is a three level bucket. That is, you know, he just don't like laying the ball up. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. He'll do it in the playoffs. And hey, look at him now playing defense too. But anyway, that's that's the uh that's the secondary story. Yeah. As good as he's been. Yeah. Uh you know what my thought was too this morning as I was driving in. It's like wow. Everybody was complaining that Embiid ducked Jokic, quote unquote, in Denver. So, well, we'll probably see him in the finals now. <laughs> it's like probably like the chances that we see that in the NBA finals. Well, I think that this we'll have an answer. <laughs> we'll have the answer to the question because Denver, like you know, if you just do the exercise we did last week, you just delete the regular season, right? Just pretend it never existed because obviously the rest of the league does. Mm-hmm. Denver's been the best team in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, as good as the Lakers have been, Denver has been the best team in the playoffs. And then you got a guy like, like, and I'm not meaning to disparage Lonnie Walker or anything like that. He comes off the bench, what is 14 points, 19, 14, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15 points, right? Landry Shaman had 14 points the night yeah. before. Yeah. Right? Michael Porter Jr. had 14 points in the first quarter. The Lakers, the Warriors, they don't have anybody who is a wild card in the starting lineup like that. They're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you expect Murray to get to get a lot of shot attempts. You expect Jokic to get a lot of shot attempts. You expect Steph to get a lot of shot attempts. You expect Clay to get a lot of shot attempts. You expect, like, LeBron, Anthony Davis, right? You don't think D, I would say D'Lo is. You don't think he falls under that category? He, but I don't see him lighting up. Like, the 31 to me that he had felt like a, like, hey, why aren't y'all guarding him? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, he's just like, Michael, and I'm not saying that Michael Porter Jr. is like some, like, putting pressure on the defense. But imagine if you had that Landry Shamit spacing, the, like, but he was a starter and mm-hmm. he played 35 minutes a game because he's seven feet tall. Like, that's something that you've got to, like, account for in a way that I don't think any other team has that makes them out of the West to me the favorite right now. Okay, when you put it like that, I, I can't I can't really push back on that. I mean, you can't teach his size and his ability to shoot. To me, he's a top five shooter in the league. Like, Michael like Porter Jr. he could go off for 25 points and a half. Yeah, and you know I love Michael Porter You know what Jr. I'm saying? Like, he could yeah. go off for 24 points and a half. And beforehand, like with the Warriors and the previous team, and pre- that you should be Clay, right? Clay's the guy, you're not expecting him to do it, but if mm-hmm. he does it, right? oh, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. And he don't got that no more. Yeah. 
But that's what, I just look at this Denver team. I think Phoenix is out of here. I thought, like, to me, Denver money line was the easiest bet of the night last night uh, against the spread. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Phoenix is up out of here, although I would love their chances going forward in the future because mm-hmm. I think they'll, you know, make some moves. Yeah. But I don't see campaign and Jock Landale advancing, playing major minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think last night was a more um, accurate way of looking at this series and how it's been going so far because the two games Phoenix won and you were at one of the games. Was that the Denver no, series? I was at the, no, that I was, was the first series. That was, that was the first. Yeah, that was the first series. My bad. But yeah, anyway. How about this? I'm sorry not to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, game yeah. five of the Clippers, which they would have lost without a 40 point quarter from KD and okay. Booker. So it fits like, my what I'm yeah. going to say anyway. It, it's it's taking extraordinary like all time shooting performances from Booker and KD for them to barely beat Denver. Like in those both those games, they won by I think single digits in both those games, and it, Booker was shooting like 80 percent from the field. Yo, and KD's still giving you like 30. I can't remember. Grant, I think Grant Hill was calling the game. He thought the uh, play-by-play announcer was lying. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you just book a shot. What? Yeah. Like, nah, he's only missed four shots in the game? Yeah, he's like 20 or 25 in one of those games. Like, that's just not sustainable. Killer. He's a killer. He is. But you're not going to shoot 80% every game, man. That, was, that showed last night. Like, Based on his standards so far in this series, he played bad last night, but that was actually like a normal good game for a star player. He still had 28 points. He's like 8 for 19. Like, that's not just complete terrible, but based on what he's been doing, you know, he actually looked human for the first time this series. And, you know, the question is now, will Denver be able to translate that defensive effort back to Phoenix? Because every every home team has won a game has won every single game in this series thus far. But I do think Denver may close it out in game six because I think now they got the momentum again. You know, obviously now Chris Paul tomorrow, he may come back, which I think is actually a bad thing for Phoenix if that's the case. He said he's trying to push it for game six to come back. Uh, I could... I think that's a bad thing for Phoenix. But also, part of the issue, I understand why people say that. I do think it's with a team that... is lacking for capable ball handler ball handlers that Chris Paul helps. Yeah, I know but the that pace, though. Uh, the pace, the pace, the pace. The, I get it. I get it. However, I'm also watching Kevin Durant have six live ball turnovers a game. Like we like, like he's getting ripped up. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like we I need Booker to shoot 75% from the flow. He can't do everything. You know what I'm saying? Like point book was cool for a minute, but like it's I, I I understand why people are saying like Chris Paul can't play at that pace anymore, but also I think that like all right, you know, if he can spell you fifteen minutes, that's not gonna be the end of the world. They can play twenty five minutes, that's not gonna be the okay, end of the world. Okay, keep it the fifteen. It's not sure. gonna be the reason they win or lose. Sure. Anything over twenty, I'm out. But I, a team like that, they need capable people coming off the bench. But also like we talk about the bench, the bench, the bench. Like TJ Warren's a bucket. Andrew Shamans, I don't understand this, how like you end up having these guys on your bench that become these great scorers in the playoffs. It's just like in the moment. It's hard for me to fathom. Why like why did you put Landry Shamit in earlier? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, home, you know, role players play better at home. Like what did Shamit do in Denver last night? Nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you think this is over in six or does it go to game seven in Denver? I think it's six. Okay. I just I feel like at this point, if there's ever a time, 
to care. Now's the time. And then with the whole Matt Ishbia thing and the and the him getting the flop and the grabbing the ball, like I just feel like Denver has enough. You see what you see what Jokic did before the game yesterday. Yes, and it was brilliant. Very well played. Yeah. And you know the best part about it is the owner didn't even realize it until after Jokic walked away. Yeah. He didn't even realize what he did. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, you realize he saw the ball in his hands and he kind of had a moment of, oh, whoops. That was a real player of Jokic. That was very, was a very, <laughs> that was very slick. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Also, like, I don't, you, we've been in gyms, like, especially, like, Summer League is my first thought, where, like, Summer League, you legitimately have a shot for the ball to come near you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why? Because these guys don't play with each other. Like, very much like when Draymond just passed it to Phil Handy sitting on the Lakers bench because yeah, Gary yeah. Payton was supposed yeah. to be there. Yeah. Well, he would have been there if he hadn't ran off into the bathroom, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, but in summer league, you know, they're figuring it out. Yeah. How many you see the ball going to the stands in summer league? Yeah, and the gym's real compact. It's like a high school exactly. environment. If the ball, it has been one of my like fears of the ball coming to me. I don't want the ball to come my way. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. Because then I, immediately I'm exposed as a non-basketball player, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as, it's like, if, like if, if, if you're at a football practice, football comes, and someone's like, hey, throw it over here. Yeah. It's like, oh, you throw it, and then it's like, oh, well, you could tell he's never. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, ball boy, thanks. You know what I'm so I was like, nah, I don't want, I don't want the ball. And the time I did get the ball, I immediately was like, huh, pass it right back on the court. I didn't even look who I was throwing it to. I just threw it out there. Because it ain't mine. So we, we won't see Martin Wise courtside at Crypto.com Arena. Uh, if soon. I am courtside, you ain't going to see me with the ball in my hand. It might come to you if you're courtside. And I'm handing that thing off like Peyton Manning with the Broncos. <laughs> All right? I'm handing it. I'm, I'm like this. I'm over there like the people with the shirts and ties bringing you your food. All right? I got it on a tray. Please take this thing from me. I do not want it. You're not giving a chest pass to LeBron? Nah, man. I wouldn't even want to do that. First, definitely bouncing it. Definitely bouncing it. 100%. <laughs> bouncing it. Oh, 100%. Bouncing it is crazy. Could you? No, because what happens? If you throw the ball and LeBron's not looking, all of a sudden you hit LeBron in the oh, back of the head. Oh, man. You're a public Come enemy on, number one bro. in LA. Come on, man. You're going viral. That's what I'm saying. You're on, you're on, you're on undisputed. You're on. And you weren't going to undisputed. You're going to cut your own tape. <laughs> Oh, the unmitigated goal to throw the ball back at LeBron James, the king of Akron. Honestly, if that happened, they'll probably have to bring you on as the guest in the studio. Oh, man. If, like, if that really happened. You know what I tell them? No problem, <laughs> bud. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're due for a break, huh? Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll get into the games tonight. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL, and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose... You get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss 
bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, speaking of TV, this is, I feel like maybe we're looking at this the wrong way. Because, you know, I, I never really thought that media would be an entryway into like I, you know growing up I wanted to make the league right mm. then I realized about 15 D. Augustine <laughs> comes through serves me up about 45 with a broken right hand and I'm like you know what <laughs> league's not for me Greg Monroe comes in he's 6'8 at 13 years old yeah he's dunking on people throwing my shot to the third row basketball's fun league may not be for me right however what I'm coming to find out like, you do a little broadcasting career have a good run you just might be walking into a new head coaching job. J.J. Reddick and Jason Kidd before him. Like, how is it? How, like, if I was an assistant coach in the NBA, I would be so mad. <laughs> oh, don't forget Jeff Saturday, NFL. Yeah, but I, that, that. <sighs> don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, listen, no, it's a, bas- against it's a basketball show. <laughs> that, that was that was almost as egregious as Mahomes in Tennessee, the AFC uh, championship game, <laughs> crime against football. Anyway, like I, I just don't know how JJ Reddick. Like why, why? Well, you know, typically head coaches in the NFL. See, you got me thinking about the NFL head coaches in the NBA that are former players. They were never stars. You know, you got your few exceptions. Like, Jason Kidd was a star. But most of the guys... Well, were, you know, he was a star, but he also played so long that he got into the role player level. 
too. Yeah, I mean, he was you know a star in college, and, you know, yeah. he had the hype and stuff like that, but he carved out his role throughout the years, and he turned into this savvy veteran. Well, he was around, what, 15 years or so, roughly? And, you know, he, he always came off as a smart, high IQ basketball player, never the most athletic guy, known for jump shooting, obviously, from the outside, but always played smart. You know, he, he was never a negative you know, obviously he had limitations defensively, but he was always in the right position, taking charges. You know, a locker room guy, you know, the cliches. He kind of fit all of that, the narratives, right? And now you see him on TV for a couple years at ESPN. He articulates himself very well, the game. You can tell he's very knowledgeable, of course. He always has, whether you agree with him or not, you can be always see, like, eh, I can see where he's coming from with that, with that angle. Whether you, like I said, whether you agree or not. So, and the guy went to Duke. So you got to be a little smart, right? If you go to Duke University, right? Well, man. So I, I mean, University I, of Michigan. I tell a whole lot of dummies that graduated from there, <laughs> and they would say the same thing. But anyway. But so he interviewed, where he's interviewing for the Toronto Raptors head coaching job. Will he get hired? It's probably unlikely. I think this is probably the start of it, though. I think you will see a cycle of him getting interviewed for other head coaching jobs here in the near future. I doubt he gets hired right now considering I'm not maybe like they get Bud because Bud just got fired from Milwaukee. That could be a potential Bro, hire for Toronto. I'm not hiring no coach that's going to talk timeouts. So you're out on Bud. Well, what else are you here to do? Yeah. You adjust rotations and you call timeouts. What else are you here to do? Let's not get too deep on Bud because we actually got a topic with him and Giannis talk about here in a second too. But like Steve Kerr last, uh, last night. Steph Curry sitting <laughs> on his yeah. With three seconds left in the ball. You have a timeout. You know what's crazy? I, I assume they didn't have a timeout because I'm like, why wouldn't they call a timeout in that situation? No. Nah, I, <laughs> I was watching the game with Trevor. I told him. I was like, he blew it. Why didn't he call a timeout? Well, why didn't he call a timeout? And he's and like, maybe Steph was gunshot because when he that remember the King series. Exactly. Cause they blew that, they blew uh the, he blew the timeout because they blew yeah. that challenge and it was a late game and they didn't call a timeout. If I like if I'm Steve Kerr, I am running to half court. Yeah. To call timeout. Like, why not? Yeah. Anyway. But, so, I mean, to your point, though, about, you know, carving out this career in media and potentially getting these opportunities, I wonder, do you think it's a good thing? I, you know what? I kind of like it. You know, I mean, I know the, I know what you're going to say, probably. You know, he's never been a head coach or assistant coach anywhere. I'm, I'm not sure if he did high school or AAU back in, I don't know. I have no idea. But I know he hasn't coached on a high level at anywhere, college or NBA. But I think it's fine because we know he knows the game of basketball. And he talks about it very well. Like I said, during his playing career, he came off as a high IQ player. So I don't mind it. Why not give him an interview and see, see how it goes? Like I said, I probably wouldn't hire him right now, but let him go through a couple cycles. And I wouldn't mind being that team taking a chance on him, especially if I'm in a rebuilding team. I'm not trying to win right now anyway. I got a lot of draft capital. I got some young guys that I think maybe they would respect him. Because, you know, you know, if you grew up around this era, you know J.J. Redick. Like, you know, you know how big of a deal he was at Duke University. So I, I don't mind it. This entire concept is making my stomach turn. Oh, so you hate it. I just like there are people who like I'm look I look at assistant coach Dave Yorger or whatever his name is, the guy from Memphis, is sitting right there on Doc Rivers' bench. Like you look at this all these fired head coaches. And I'm not saying that they should be the guys that go get the the, 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 the just because they got fired once. But 
Like, I, give me a guy like Mike Brown, who's been coaching basketball for 30 some years, and maybe it didn't work out when he was coaching LeBron. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And But maybe if you just gave him not a Hall of Fame number one star, like, you know, saying first name star, like he's the biggest star in the building, right? And you just give him a team to actually lead and see how it goes. And you saw what happened. Like the idea, like, I don't, there's so much talent in this league. Like, you're telling me the Rockets can't win more than, than 20 games? And no, it's because it's of what's going on in the front office and the coach. Like, the talent is there. Everybody's talented in this league, and everybody runs the same stuff. Like, why is Golden State going on with 11 road wins? Something is institutionally wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because you should just luck in mm-hmm. to 20. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, yeah. you, you should just, you know, like, so... It's. It, I just don't like. I just don't like the idea of what you were talking about. You're a team, young team trying to build assets, and now, like that just makes this makes me sick, bro. Like, try to win. Go try to win. Like, it, it, like I don't understand. I mean, but that's not realistic for every team in the NBA, right? But dude, why would like the Magic aren't going to win next year? But I would not. Okay, if I had the slowest car at NASCAR, I'm not going to hire a blind driver. You know what I'm saying? It's like maybe like like I. Things can happen. What, what, like the Lakers with uh, 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 Darvin Ham? I know he's a first-year head coach, but he spent several years on Bud's bench. Right? He was talking about these guys got championship at least viewed them with his own eyes. He's been sprayed with the champagne, not in the jersey. You know what I'm saying? He's he's won his own title as an assistant, obviously. But you get there. The Lakers are horrible. Two and ten to start the season. Russell Westbrook disaster. All this and that. They make the trades. They don't trade the coach. He's still there. They make those trades, and now you see guys like Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker, the fourth. They have been there. You know, they've been on the team the whole time. So it's like to your Orlando example. They're not about to win nothing right now. But who knows if there's you know. I don't know. Kevin Durant wants out. He wants to play with Jalen Suggs and Franz, Franz Wagner. You know, I know that's not real, but it's just, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like, you would want to have the guy in, in place to be able to handle that. Like, if you're if the goal is to win, and if the goal is not to win, then what are so we So you're saying do? you would only hire a former head coach then because even if you get an assistant – it's it's a major difference from being an assistant and a head coach because right. you're not handling all the egos. It's a major as difference between being an assistant and a head coach, but it's a much bigger difference between being a broadcast. Oh, of course, and a head coach. Of course, but let's not act like JJ wasn't in the locker room. Uh, but it's I, a, I know it's a, a, a huge player. Between being I know. A I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But he was still around to understand how the dynamics go of an NBA locker room. It's not like he was just. A broadcaster and never been in the NBA at all, but I get it. He wasn't a coach. But I get it. It's one thing entirely to understand it. Another thing to manipulate and be in charge of. Of course, hundred you know, percent. That's 100%. that's kind of like I understand football. I can't coach it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, or what's I understand how to bake salmon. You know what I'm saying? If I want to make dinner, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be able to coach you through it and pick you up when your head is down and be like, when it comes out wrong for the third time, and to be able to pick your head up, be like, what's wrong with you? Just get it right. <laughs> I only took me twice. 
So, I mean. And especially where coaching is, like if, if coaching is more managing egos than it is about X's and O's and, and figuring things out in that manner. I don't know. I get that it's argument TV, but I've only really seen J.J. Redick argue over the last two years. I guess for me is, I guess the problem for me is who are you hiring? It seems like there's not that many lucrative candidates out there right now. That's not my job. Unless though. you're just looking at getting an assistant coach from a successful team somewhere. But that wasn't my job. Like, it wasn't, like, like it's not your, like, it's not the, when the, if the, if the Celtics needed to move on from Brad Stevens, that's something that exists in its own. Then who we hire next is something else that exists in its own. I understand that, like, oh, who's out there? No, you identify who's out there that you think could lead your organization. Well, they believe JJ is one of the possibilities. That's madness to me. <laughs> That's madness to me. I don't know how I don't know how you can, you know, in good faith, like say that they love his first take segments. They watch what, it. It's in this. They watch it every day in the, the like, Raptors oh, facility, oh, man. Oh man. You know, <laughs> Look at the way he battled Stephen A. Smith. Did you hear how Kirk said that they were racist for voting for Jokic? Did you hear how passionately? Imagine uh, what this does for Stephen A.'s legacy. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> this dude getting guys hired in the NBA as a head coach, potentially. It's Eddie House over there looking like Skipper Shannon and never got me hired doing nothing. <laughs> hey. For me, for guys like me and you, you never know, man. It's a possibility, even though we didn't play in the NBA. So, did you see uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, elected to the uh, NBA All First Rookie Team? Patrick Mahomes. Did you see the? Uh, so uh, that's a deep cut. Okay, I'm, I think I missed this. So last year, <laughs> last year the the F1 race in Miami. Yeah. This is. Have you ever seen this before? This Martin Brindle. It's it's madness. This guy is walking around, uh, in like essentially like the Kentucky Derby infield, right? But it's at an F1 race. Okay. So it's just all these people that are just there, the celebrities and, and everybody, right? He walks up to Paolo Bancaro, and he's like, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. Oh, okay. You're talking about that? I did see that. I did see that. I saw so that. So this year, yeah. they, they had okay. the same event again. This year, that they went over my head. There you go. Okay. So he was like, congratulations, Paolo. Rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah, I saw that. I remember that. So yeah, Paolo Bancaro, Walker Kessler, Jalen Williams, the good one, uh, Oklahoma City, Benedict Mathern, and Keegan Murray. And my take is, after, after looking at this, first of all, I'm glad that they voted. Like I'm glad that Paolo didn't slip anywhere. If you have a good first 60 games and you play mm -hmm. 70, that's you need to be there as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, Walker Kessler's better. Like, Would you trade Walker Kessler for Rudy Gobert right now? Yes, in a heartbeat. You would? In a heartbeat. You would you would trade for Rudy Gobert? Oh, I thought, oh no, 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 you know, they got all these draft picks. I know you're not the highest on Chet, but like I said before, even if Chet, his floor, if he just reaches his floor, which I think is still like a well, – see him four, on the floor first. Yeah, right. This but, is what happens with your <laughs> unicorns. 
But to me, his floor is still like he's a 14 and 8 in two or three blocks guy. That to me is still a win for OKC if that's just his floor. So, I mean, obviously, SGA, you got the Williams brothers. They're not really brothers, but, you know, our Jalen brothers, excuse me, in OKC. You got, obviously, Lou Dort there. I love Giddy. I'm telling you, man, OKC, Baby Thunder, they're back again. Bro, you don't got to tell me nothing. I have somewhere out there an Oklahoma City Western Conference ticket that's just waiting not to cash. Remember, I was like, I put them in. I bought them in for the, after they I thought they were going to get in. Oh, you did do that. I forgot about yeah, I that. Thought that. You don't have to oh, tell me yeah. twice. I yeah. thought they were going to get in. And, you know, silly me. I was like, this Western Conference is wide open. And yeah. now you're looking, we're looking at the six and the seven seed playing each other in the in a second round. So <laughs> maybe, just maybe I was on to something. I just should have picked the stars instead of these plucky upstarts. <laughs> well, get on next year. And when Chet comes back, your boy. No. Uh, <laughs> pretend you're a reporter in New York. Julius Randle says, maybe they want it more than us. What's your next question? Because mine is why. Oh, hundred percent. It's like why don't you like? Yeah. Why is that the case, Julius? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I need you to go more in depth on that. Yeah, I need you to go more in depth on why that is. Because they're getting pumped. I said this yesterday on extra points. It's like when the when your identity is being a bully, and then you get bullied. Yeah. You have no other curveball. Yeah. Like you have nowhere to go from there. Yeah. There's There's, no there's no counter. Yeah. There's no check down route. Like that's it. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all you got. And that's really all they had. Yeah, this series is cooked. I mean, the only game they won, Jimmy Butler didn't even play in. Uh, I think it's over tonight, game five in New York. The Heat, man. <laughs> Another example, I guess the regular season doesn't matter, huh? Eight seed? Going to the conference finals? You can't ask me to watch basketball before the trade deadline anymore. You know what would be funny? If we end up with a Heat-Lakers finals... So then the bubble people can say, I thought you said the bubble doesn't matter. And then three later, I know context matters. I'm, I'm but, being facetious but, here. But imagine we get Heat Lakers, and then that, that can help the argument of the bubble was a real thing because now we got it again. And it's still like, you still got a lot of the main characters from both teams. No, you don't. I mean, you still got Jimmy on the Heat. You still got Bam there. The Heat are, are essentially the same. You, the Lakers still got their main two guys. So LeBron that's it, AD. though. Yeah. The starting right. shooting guard plays yeah. for Denver. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, it's only- uh, you know, who else is on that team now that I'm thinking about it? Uh, 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 was it? Oh, wow. Dwight Howard is in China. Dwight Howard got significant minutes on that team. Danny Green. Danny Green. Remember, he played for the Cavs this postseason first of like I almost 10 forgot set, he was seconds. on the Cavs. When I saw him play one game, I was like, oh, crap, he's on Cleveland? He forgot. He was at NBJ <laughs> last year. Yeah. He's trying to be a journalist. <laughs> He forgot. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, you know, I, I just saw people on Twitter talking about what, that. I, that's one of those funny. internet discussions. Yeah. Like, I never discounted the bubble. Yeah. I, I never thought, I thought, I thought it was legit. Yeah. Maybe it's because, like, I don't know. If you, uh, There's a lot of stuff going on outside, you know. People were just saying because the shooting splits from guys were at a all-time high. Like, you got had guys like Jamal Murray playing out of body. Um, who else was going crazy? Like, Donovan Mitchell, I think, went crazy. Yeah. Uh, TJ Warren was was going crazy in the bubble. All right, I'll give you TJ Warren, but, like, Donovan yeah. Mitchell also had a 70-point game this year. Yeah, that's all. Multiple 40-point yeah. yeah. games. Like, Jamal Murray had a 40-point game this year. Like, yeah. You know, these dudes are good. Yeah. They're really good at basketball. Who else is good before we get into the games tonight? Giannis. 
Um, he made an interesting post. You see that tweet? Talking about I'm coming, and then he was talking about um, I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm paraphrasing here. And then he was saying he's forever grateful for your guy, Mike Bud Budenhauser. I mean, what's the fallout here in Milwaukee? What's the state of the Bucks right now? I don't know. Do you just run it back? Because you got to pay the repeater tax now. It all it really depends who they hire as a coach. Cause gosh, imagine if they could have got Emay before he went to Houston. Well, it's just as good as Giannis is, I feel like they don't use him enough. Like, what do you mean? I feel like his usage is really high. But like, like I would have Giannis like Are you saying they're not using him the right way. Yeah, they like why is Giannis Giannis should almost play, in my opinion, almost like the way – like, he should be a much better passer than he is now. I get, like, ball-dominant Giannis is, is good. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would almost like to see him playing in the way that LeBron is playing right now. I had a feeling with, you were going to say with that. With the caveat that he's 10 times more athletic, you know what I'm saying? So he's just going to get five buckets just running down the court. As somebody's looking and for And the Bucs have other guys that can handle the ball. Like Drew Holiday can handle the ball. They have other guys. I'd Chris Middleton handle can the handle ball. the ball. Greg, Grayson Allen off the bench can handle the ball. I would rather the first who handled the ball than Giannis. Grayson Allen, now we're getting into middling return. Yeah. But I would rather have, like, it doesn't, it's hard for me to have a scenario in which your primarily ball handler, ball handler is also not the guy you trust to take the last shot. That is a weird dynamic. It's, it's, I don't know if it works. Like, fundamentally, I don't think it works. Yeah. I mean, and here's the tricky thing about it is they did win a championship. But it's kind of like, did, to the point of Bud, right? That championship bought him a couple more years. Because people was, forget, he was on the hot seat before that championship. Already heated up. People yeah. want, uh, I saw a few joking tweets, just like, yo, still fire Bud, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, still fire Bud. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I I feel like Milwaukee has to just, I don't I don't see a move they make to get remarkably better outside of not, like, all they had to do, and I always know it was a five-game gentleman sweep, and the game that they did won, They've set an NBA playoff record for three-pointers made, right? Mm-hmm. So variance all the way. Mm-hmm. But if they just guarded Jimmy Butler, they wouldn't have been in this scenario. They'd still be hooping right now. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't double If him. they didn't just, like, and that's the thing that get, like, what are you doing Especially as a coach? with Tyler Hero out. What are you doing as a coach? <laughs> if you're sitting there and it's like, oh, that's just our defensive strategy. Your defensive strategy is getting killed, slaughtered, shredded. That's why I, I applaud Steve Kerr at least, because Steve Kerr will sit up there and at least throw things at the wall and yeah. see if they stick. Switches lineups because up. he has, a, but he'll switch lineups, right? But only so much. He ain't ever gonna put Steph Curry on the bench. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. He ain't like, but that's it. Like, everything else is in play. You are in play to come out of here. Jordan Poole, you can go from 30 minutes to 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Some coaches, like, if Mike Budenholzer was the coach of the Warriors, Jordan Poole still be playing 25, 30 minutes a game. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, that's what he did all year. He's a I love my guys type of guy. Hey, I love him too. <laughs> I just want them all to, I want to put them all in the best place to succeed. 
what about this? I mean, I know I threw it out for another team, but everybody's available except Giannis. Go get Dame. I like that. Because I like, again, now I got a primary ball handler yeah. who can go and not. Imagine the screen and rolls. Either side of the screen and roll. Yeah. Because I'm not like I'm not going to take the ball out of Giannis's hands. Right. But I need a point guard who's knocked down. Yeah. He's, like, Giannis in spacing, he's not LeBron. Like, he doesn't have the ability to shoot. And I know it sounds funny, as poor as LeBron has been shooting, but you still got to guard him. At, like, with Giannis, you're doing him with the Caitlin Clark. Yeah, people, are like, people aren't sagging off in the paint guarding LeBron. Absolutely not. Speaking of LeBron, let's take a break and get into our lemon pepper parlays for today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Mark. You know, we brought this up on the uh on the podcast yesterday. Miami to win the East is uh, a juicy number. I got it at five and a half to start the week. Mm. Five and a half to one is sitting like three three eighty if you're if you're interested in biting. Okay. Because I do believe that Philly gets past Boston. And if Philly gets past Boston, all bets literally are not off, but you know. You would they who knows? It's a toss up at that point. Like, and, and Jimmy, he he he'll be extra motivated going against Philly the way they did him. Please, <laughs> please. Um. So for my lemon pepper parlay tonight, I'm gonna take. You know, I know that we are seeing some heavy favorites right now. The Lakers are a seven and a half point underdog. I don't care. You know, I, I could be wrong. And I've been terrible all playoffs. Lakers money line. I've been on this. I've been on this series pretty much from day one. I had Lakers in six. I'm taking the Lakers tonight. Lakers in five. I'm taking the Lakers tonight. Wow. And I'm taking the LeBron James double double. They look up and they see what's happening in this Denver Phoenix series. They say we need to get some rest. Wow. It's going to be altitude. Now here's the caveat. Steph Curry might have one of those get on the bus type games where he just, and it, but the only thing was, only person got on the bus that game was Kevon Looney. As much as I talk about Steve Curry tinkering his lineups, yeah. they have to do step, 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 and that's it. Time out if he's tired. It's going to be a lot of Steph on ball tonight, a lot of pick and rolls. So I see that. 
I see, but like when I see that though, out of the Warriors, I see things that happen like Draymond Green throwing the ball to Anthony Davis in the corner, maybe because he hasn't had a touch in like four minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Clay Thompson coming shooting back to back threes with terrible shots. Yeah, because there's not flow. They're not doing what they normally do. I, w- I would suggest also to spam Steph pick and roll, a hundred percent, because he's the best shot you got. I just don't know if you can do a back-to-back series. In a lim- like, oh, backs against the wall, back-to-back series. If he does, I'll tip my cap. If not, I'll go with LeBron. Okay. So for my lemon pepper parlay, to piggyback off that, I'm actually taking Steph over on points at 30 and a half. I see it. And I'm pairing that with Miami Heat plus three and a half. I see it a lot. I thought about doing Heat money line, Lakers money line. Yeah. As my lemon pepper parlay, but I just, I don't know. I'll just play for fun. But I like, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I just think Steph is going to go out for blood tonight, backs against the wall at home. I think he's going to put on the show for the home crowd. And I actually think the Heat are going to win, but I'm just playing a little safe by taking the points at three and a half. I think we see both underdogs win today. I would be shocked if the Lakers won. And you know, I'm a Laker guy. It, I, I just, I, I just can't see it. I say this. They, if I'm the Lakers, if they are clearly the better team, to and by my doubt, I'm looking at I'm looking at D'Angelo Russell, who, by by your claim and by pretty much eye test, he looks like he's gonna have to be the third best player on that team, mm-hmm. right? He's plastered on the bench in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they come and they seven point lead going into the fourth quarter, and LeBron just erases it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anthony Davis comes out tonight and has a big game. I, I, the, the opportunity is there for them to handle it easily, get more rest, going into get some more time for that foot because you're going to be playing at elevation more than likely. I think all of that is playing into their heads while they're sitting here and they see. Also, too, they don't want to give up no three one. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Once you start to lose and then start to get creep in, it's like, oh, LeBron, this is yeah. Steph. Can Steph do yeah. You know, poetic. Ah, da, da, da. I like how you're on the island, though, because it seems like the consensus believes Warriors are going to win the night. The game is game six in most people's mind. Can the Warriors still game six in L.A. to force a game seven? And that's what, See, I wouldn't even play that. If I'm, if I'm the Lakers, I'm not even playing that game. I'm not even worried about that game because I'm about to pack y'all suckers up right now. Well, I hope you're right. Did you see before we leave? So you saw when Schroeder ran the pick and roll with AD and threw the ball out of bounds. Oh, he tried to do that little behind the back yeah. thing. Yeah, I was so sick. Yeah. So he threw the ball to Rich Paul. I didn't know. So didn't Rich know Paul that. caught it. Yeah. At the time, Draymond yells to Rich Paul, get this off the court. Right? <laughs> you know, he's trash, out of that, of that. Yeah. Go back and watch the pass that Draymond threw on the hammer action to the corner when AD stole it. LeBron's mm-hmm. out there just pointing, hey, you go here, you go there. Oh, and Shooter started and Shooter like turns looking, back and yeah. looks at him like I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. I loved it. Lakers in five, Martin says. Oh my God. How how did we get here? How do we get here you to went, where I'm picking the Lakers? You went from the Lakers aren't going to be a play-in team. They shouldn't have been. So now they're going to the conference finals. Wow. What a shift. You think uh, Lonnie Walker the fifth will come out tonight? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See you guys next week. Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.